Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. So welcome to another awesome episode of Inside the Vault with Ash Cash, the greatest money mindset show on the planet. Listen, we got an exciting show for you today with over 16 years of experience in real estate investing via fix and flip wholesale and cash flow he currently owns over 100 commercial multifamily units and was able to walk away from corporate america before turning 35 he is the founder of bbr education group and teaches students all over the world how to build six and seven figure businesses in 12 months learning to leverage other people's money and investing remotely. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, round of applause for my man, Brian Ellison. What's up, brother? Appreciate you, Mike. Yeah, what's happening, man? Man, I'm, I'm excited about this because I feel like, um, you know, anytime we can uh, highlight stories of triumph, I want to do it, right? Um, I believe, um, I have a saying that said, we are all greatness in display, on display, um, G-O-D made in the image and likeness of God. And I think that, you know, we go through things in life on purpose so that we can show how great, you know, our, you know, our father is, right? Regardless of your religion, right? So it's not even religious. This is just whatever you believe in. Um, and you have a phenomenal story, um, but be, you know, only over a hundred commercial multifamily, like that, that, like that's something that, people who are born with a silver spoon in their mouth don't even do right and so that's that's a major thing and so i'm, I'm happy uh to bring you on uh, i'm sure our audience is going to relate uh to you we're going to talk all about um the real estate game and um how to use other people's money to build wealth but before we even get to there uh for those who don't know who is brian adamson Bro, I'm blessed. Mm. I've been blessed with a wife for the last 16 years who gave me the freedom to move around and take risks and put our family in position to build generational wealth. Mm. Like, I think a lot of times we talk about generational wealth from the past down to assets, which we have those. Yeah. But it's really the past down to knowledge. Wow. Like, we, I had a daughter at 18, and our daughter now had her first property at 18, right? So, so the real past down to generational wealth is passing down the skill, not the stuff, mm. right? I'm blessed because I grew up in an 800 square foot house and now I own over 100 apartments. I'm blessed because I walked away from a 30 uh, a job at 35 years old and now I got people all over the world who I'm teaching how to invest in real estate and change their lives who retire by 30 themselves. I'm blessed because I got parents who taught me work ethic that I've been able to parlay and build wealth. You know what I'm saying? When I look at my life, where I come from in Detroit and to see where I'm at today. I'm sitting here with you. Yes, sir. Talking about my body of work. Like, I'm blessed. You know what I'm saying? That's who I am. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. 
I love it. And and take take us on this journey on how um, you got into real estate because I think that uh, what people I hope people realize by now um, that there isn't a wealthy person living dead who's not here yet that has not been a who who has wealth um, that hasn't done it by leveraging real estate mm-hmm. right even when you think about uh, some of the major companies in the world and, you know, their valuations, majority of that valuation, like Facebook, people like, oh, Facebook is worth billions of dollars. They also own billions of dollars of real estate. Like people don't understand that that, that the value of businesses come through real estate. Uh, and so, you know, um, how, like like take us to that journey. How, how, how did how did the light bulb, you know, you know, light for you that you knew that real estate was 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 the way? Yeah. So, you know, as I mentioned, growing up in in the city of Detroit, you know, my first go at entrepreneurship was emulating guys in the street. And, you know, I was looking at a four to 10 year felony when I was 17. My senior year of high school, I was on my way to college on a full ride academic scholarship. But as one could imagine, I was distracted. Why not? I'm saying it was going on my freedom. And so by God's grace, I gave my life to Christ around that time. And, you know, he redeemed me, you know, and, and, and I didn't end up doing prison time. And I actually, you know, got rematriculated back into college. And that's when I learned about real estate. Mm. Right. It was a friend of mine, 20 years, my senior, who was flipping houses. I didn't know what any of that meant. Yeah. But he gave me an opportunity. He was like, look, these buyers. Right. They don't have the money for the down payment. And so he gave me an opportunity to leverage my refund checks in college to cover their down payment. And then he gave me a return on my investment. So I, I legitimately started as a de facto private lender. I didn't understand it that way as I do now. But, but that's how I got started. And then I quickly figured out if they buy properties with stated income loan, then I could do the same thing. So I started buying, buying rental property while I was in college. And then, uh, you know, when the market contracted, I found myself exposed like everybody else. And um, but I wasn't jaded. I'm like, this stuff was a lot more expensive two years ago. Nice. Right. So I bought up 20 properties uh, from 2008 to 10. I was 24, 25 years old. You know, what I mean, and that was kind of like the intro. And then and then and then now, you know, you got your feet wet, you're learning, um, you know, the the power of real estate. Um, and you went from, you know, flipping houses, wholesale. How do you get to owning commercial buildings? I think for every investor, right? I've been doing this almost two decades, your appetite change over time. Mm. So like when I first started investing in, in rental properties, I didn't appreciate that money. That money was slow for me because I was still, I was doing a new thing in the old environment, mm. right? And so so my mindset hadn't changed and I didn't really appreciate that I really started building wealth back then. I just looked at it for, as a legitimate way to make money, right? And so that's why proximity is key. You gotta, when you make a decision that you wanna start moving in a different direction, then you gotta start hanging out with people that fit your future and not your past, um. right? And so um, I eventually got to a point where I made a ton of mistakes on my own. I've been out there on my own for eight years. I knew I was missing something and finally went filed mentorship, mm. right? And, and people people laugh when I say this, but I, I legitimately didn't know that mentorship existed until like 2015. Wow. Because where I come from, it's just not talked about. Yeah. Right? And so as soon as I found it and, and I found that magic door where everybody behind it was doing the stuff that I wanted to do, um, I was like, this is it, right? And then I started to invest and, st- and started to develop some skill and move from just being opportunistic to actually developing some skill and, and going out and, and, and start, you know, building active income through flipping and wholesaling. And um, where I'm at in life, as you mentioned, retired from corporate America, um, you know, full-time entrepreneur, it's important when banks look at you, as you know, being in the banking industries, net worth, assets, all those things. And so, I made the pivot into commercial multifamily. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I love that. And so now, you know, if if somebody wanted to uh, get into real estate investing, uh, and then brand new, you know, never never bought anything, you know, that that resembles real estate. Uh, where's the first space? Where's the first place uh, that a new investor would start? Education. Mm. If I had to do it all over again. I will go back and get educated from day one. Mm. I think a lot of people default into what they think is the the cheapest way to start, which yeah. is typically wholesaling. Yeah. But but it's not because if you're not spending any of your money on the investment, then it all costs the same. So what you're lacking is not the money. Money is never your problem. The knowledge is your problem. Mm. 
Yeah. So I, w- I would have them first go out and get educated. And secondly, then develop what are your goals. Yeah. Right. Some some of our students in our program, they want to retire in the next two years. So then cash flow is a good model to create residual income to cover their monthly expenditure. Right. Other ones want to go out and and just have more, you know, discretionary money for spending or, you know, chunks of money for whatever. Right. They want to pivot, start putting in other investments. Then, you know, wholesaling and flipping houses is a good a good start for them. And so I think for everybody it's unique, but it all start with What's your goal? And then whatever that is, reverse engineer the process to get there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. And and you, you know, you 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 emphasize a lot around uh the strategy of using other people's money to get into real estate. Can you expound on that a little bit? Absolutely. I think that um when we look at it, right, typically it's this negative stigma connotation around asking people for money yeah particularly because i think that we misconstrued the difference between lending and giving Mm. from the time we were adolescents Mm. right can i borrow some money right well when you when you when you get into the investment world you figure out that lending is indicative of a perceived investment and a return on investment right otherwise you're giving is charity right right and so, you know, when you look at it that way and you understand it from that vein, you realize that there's far more people with money than there are opportunities and viable operators. Mm. And so if you can put yourself in a position to show up as a competent operator in most rooms where there's money, people got money but don't have the time nor the ambition to learn real estate. Wow. So if you can align yourself with those individuals and be able to package and deliver a conversation and a presentation to show them how you can grow their money in their absence based on your body of work, you could raise as much money as you ever need to do your business. Wow, wow, wow. I love I love what you just said there though, that there are there's more money than competent operators. Like people, you know, more opportunity, you know, out, out there. There's more more people who have the money, um, but less people who know what to do with the money or help, you know, you know, uh stress that money, which is which is also goes back to uh what you said about education, right? Because if you educate yourself and then now you learn um, about, you know, different different aspects of real estate, learning about how to buy a commercial property, how to structure a deal and kind of all of that education that goes into it. Now, when you go into a room and there's people that have money, now you could you could you could speak intelligently about what you're able to do with with their money. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so buying your first commercial property um you know did you did you buy it all cash did you use other people's money did you raise money like i like like take us through that journey of, of the first time you bought your your first commercial property yeah so my first one was a six unit and i raised all the money for it i went and got three investors i raised the capital for it and then 12 13 months later we did a cash out refinance and extracted out their capital plus some equity tax-free by the way because it was a cash out refinance paid them off and then I'm the sole owner of the the, the, the building thereafter. Mm. All right, so hold on. So um how much was this building? So the building was two hundred thousand. All right, so two hundred thousand for this building, six unit building. Um you go and you ask three investors that so you didn't put any you didn't put any of your money in. Zero. Zero. So you went to three investors uh, and y'all bought a cash. Yep. And so three investors they give you, you know, let's say two gave you fifty thousand, one gave you a hundred. Let's yeah, yeah. say that, right? So now uh you buy this property, right? Um, they have some equity in the property. No. I'm gonna give you the whole play. Uh, I'm gonna give everybody the whole play. Here's three reasons why being in a small room with like minded people who are ready to change their life will cause the greatest impact in your life than you could ever imagine. Reason number one, basis of the conversation. Reason number two, because you're going to be having intimate conversations. And now reason number three, which is powerful, he's going to be a tailored teaching experience. Now, with that being said, on July 15th, Atlanta, Georgia, me, myself, Storm Leroy, the employed millionaire, and I'm bringing special guests. We're going to collaborate together to make sure we give you enough knowledge and experience in this room of only 50 people that will change his life and your legacy. I need you to click that link below. Make sure you're in attendance. Click the link. I'll see you in Atlanta, July 15th, Atlanta, Georgia. And remember to do what? Always deep college. Peace. So I went and raised the 200 grand at 8%, right? So when we bought the asset, it was already, it was already tennis in it, but it was underperforming. 
And I knew we could come in and raise the rents and, and increase the equity the whole nine. So what I did was I borrowed the 200,000 for 12 months at 8%. So I gave them 8% every single month. So even while I was repositioning the building, mm. even if it wasn't cash flowing enough, I still made sure they got their 8% return, right? So they were getting residual income every month, which is why at the end of the 12 months, I was able to exit and just give them back their initial capital because they made 8% annual return. Gotcha. That way they didn't have any equity in the building. Gotcha, gotcha. I, I, I was the sole owner the entire time. Gotcha. You follow me? So I just put debt on it, you know what I'm right. saying, as opposed to equity. Right. So now 200000 they give it to you. Uh, the builder's already cash flowing, so you so you're you know you there is no mortgage on it. Correct. So so all the money that's cash flowing from that um, from the property is just to pay them the the eight percent. Um, but the builder's underperforming, so you could begin to do some things that's gonna make the building more profitable. Come the end of the year, you refinance this building now. It's probably worth more. For sure. And then now, because it's worth more, you're able to extract the 200000 pay them back, and then now you have a, a a property that you own outright with no other investors based on using other people's money. 100%. We increased the value in 12 months from like three and a quarter up to four fifty. Well, even when we did the cash, I refinance, I only pulled two and a quarter out. Right. Because I knew I was still repositioning the building, so I didn't want to choke off the cash flow too. Right. 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 So I lead the equity in it, pull back enough to get them their paper back, put like 25 grand tax-free in my pocket. Wow. And then, you know, just let it do what it does. Wow. 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 And so, and so, um, wow. So that's a concept, right? And so now you continue to do that, um, you know, are there, you know, as the deals get bigger and bigger, are there, um, do you continue to raise money from lender, from pri private investors? Um, can you raise money from private investors and lenders? Like, talk, let's talk about that. A yeah, for sure. So my next deal after that one was a 40 unit, mm. right? And so I, I took a bridge loan because we got like a million dollar rehab on it. Okay, so I took a bridge for like 75%. And then I went and raised the other 25% plus some additional carrying costs and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So what I did was, I'm, we we giving out all kind of game yeah, right now. Just for yourself. Right. Have y'all canceled it? I hope y'all canceled it. So 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 what I do, if, if in certain situations, right, I would open up 50% of my deal to my equity part. Okay. So in this particular uh, context, I went and got a half a million bucks. I opened up 50% equity. So two investors, I went and got a quarter million from each one of them gave them 25% a piece, right? So they participate in the equitable upside, mm -hmm. right? As well as the the 50% of the cash flow. Yep. They, they cash the depreciation for the tax write-off. Um, and then, you know, in the next 24 to 36 months, when we in position to refi, we'll extract out most, if not all of that capital mm -hmm. and then move it to the next asset, right? So now their return went from maybe eight to 12% to you know, 20% to possibly infinity, depending on how much of this equity we extract out on the other side of it. But meanwhile, back at the ranch, I didn't put none of my money into the deal. I just came as a competent operator right. and put the deal together. Right, right, right. And and then, and then when you do that, like in this particular deal where, where they have equity, when you refi, are you, are you paying them out? Are they, do they have equity for a certain amount of time or or their their partners, their their equity partners in perpetuity. So 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 every every investor is different, every deal is different. And yeah. I always say that nothing is all or nothing, right? Yeah. But but for all of my deals that I've done thus far, I keep my equity partners in long term for the ride. Even when we get them their money back, I keep them in because I felt like they took the risk with me up front. Right. And so they could cash the reward on the back end. Right. And if you and if you get deals they got good margins, and it, it, you, then it should be enough room for everybody to eat and let's right. keep doing it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because right. rather than scrambling, trying to find a bunch of different partners, get some good ones that hold on to them, treat them good, and then you got longevity in your business. Yeah, yeah. And so what are, what are like the common mistakes that people make, right? Um, because all of this sounds awesome, right? Um, I mean, we know, um, you know, interest rates are high. Uh, we know inflation is, is, is through the roof. Um, it feels like we're in a recession, but CNBC keeps saying we're not in one, right? They keep saying, oh, it's about to be. It's about, 
I was like, well, I thought we were in one, but but they keep saying it's not. Um, you know, and, and we, we've seen it. 2008, 2009, uh, you know, real estate bubble crashes and a lot of people, you know, I had, I was talking to somebody who lost $30 million, mm-hmm. like, in real estate. Um, and so what, like, what are some common mistakes that um, people make mm-hmm. um, getting into this, you know, getting into the real estate game? Um, and then how do you... Um, how do you protect yourself from sort of like losing it all? Yeah, I, you know, it's it, uh, we could talk for days on yeah, that, right? Yeah. But, but I would say some of the top ones are, number one, thinking you know more than what you know, mm. right? I think because of social media, because of the internet, people go and they read and they consume and they just figure they caught a sound bite from this event, right? And, they, you, right? and then you, you go out and you feel like you got it all figured out, but you missed all the intricate steps. That, that you didn't hear the conversation offline, right? Yeah. Um, that's one way. The second is especially for people that got their own capital. They take for granted because they've been fortunate to make money in a different setting that they don't need to still take the time to learn real estate investing. Mm. Because having your own money is is one of the fastest ways of lighting on fire. Right. 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 Um, another one is not properly knowing how to underwrite deals. Right. Before we even send our deals to our lenders, we've already put it through a stress test so that they, they sh- your lender shouldn't have to tell you no. You right. should know whether or not you got a viable opportunity, right? right? Um, so not knowing how to properly underwrite deals, not knowing how to properly evaluate properties, comparables, um, and all those types of things. And then last but not least, the Achilles heel of our businesses, if you don't have good contractors, you can't win. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and then what, like, what are the ways though, right? Like, you know, um, like, is this a surefire thing? Like, is it like, ah, oh, I'm investing in, in real estate and I'm gonna be rich forever? Or are there uh, possible pitfalls or ways to um, hedge yourself against potentially losing in real estate? Yeah, it's always a hedge against. I think that's one of the, the fortunate parts about our, our mentorship program because mm-hmm. I lost a half a ticket, right? right? I lost a half a million bucks in this business mm-hmm. many years ago. and that became the birthing place for my mentorship program years later because I learned in that moment everything that I needed and didn't have in terms of coach infrastructure and all those things. And so I built our program based off of showing people how to mitigate and hedge against the the risk points that exist, right? And the dictionary op- d- definition of entrepreneur is a risk taker. So there's inherent risk to everything we do, but but knowing how to properly underwrite deals, knowing how to put accountability measures in your business, knowing how to insulate yourself from the woes of dealing with contractors, if you can get really proficient at those things, you at least stand a chance, right? It, I had somebody last night on our challenge ask me, um, we do a five-day challenge, and um, he he owns like five properties currently, and he said, what would be my philosophy on going out, taking equity out of these properties to then go buy other properties? And I told him that's a great question because a lot of people don't think about that. They just go extract equity and start going buying other stuff. But what you got to look at is what does that do for the cash flow on the current property that you extract in the equity from? Because as you pull equity, your debt service is going up. Going up right. right. If it's free and clear, now you got mortgage on it. And if you had a mortgage, your mortgage just increased. Right. And so how do you keep yourself in a safe position that as you pull equity, that you're making sure that you're keeping enough meat on the bone in terms of your margin on your cash flow? so that you could continue to be in a safe place that if something did happen crazy in the market, mm-hmm. that you're still in a good position. Yeah. Right. And it's, 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 it's that it's a continuation of first having the knowledge yeah. and then knowing how to apply it in all of those situations because it's nothing is all enough. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, I love, I love what you, what you said there. And is there a formula or a way that somebody could, uh, follow so that they, they're not over leveraging, right? Because I feel like a uh, majority of the people that I, that I hear, right. Who, and like, I know the power of debt, right. Uh, using debt the right way and, uh, being able to use debt to, to purchase an income producing asset, uh, using other people's money. Um, but if you are leveraging, uh, if you're leveraging too much, let's just say, right. So now, uh, you, 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 you got, you got, $30 million worth of properties, but you got $20 million worth of loans out. Now, um, you know, something catastrophic happens, right? COVID happens. Um, 
Most states put a moratorium on paying your, paying your bills, right? So now um, you know, your tenants are not paying, so that cash flow is gone. You still got this debt service of twenty million, and 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 and, and there ain't no moratorium on the banks foreclosing. I mean, maybe, but I, but I didn't think there was for for commercial. So now they still want their mortgage. You're not getting payment, and then now you're in the conundrum where they could potentially take your your properties. Like how, well, like what's the formula? How does somebody um, say, okay, as I'm using debt, um, let me follow this particular blueprint to make sure that I don't over leverage debt to the point where if if, if somebody pulls the rug from under me, uh, they're not in full control of my of my wealth and of my destiny. For sure. There's two different ways you can approach it. One being your reserves is everything. Yeah. Right. And so I think a lot of investors and operators forget about that piece, mm. being well capitalized and having reserves and a good run rate so that if you do got a burn rate because a pandemic breakout or some of that, of that fashion, you could pay your bills until whatever. Right. But I, I think the pandemic is is an outlier only in the sense that everybody was impacted. Right. Right. Typically, yeah. you you feel the pain as an investor based off of something you the debt you, you did. Right, 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 right. So so I think, you know, that kind of even the playing field, but as a general consensus, you need to be well capitalized and have good reserves. Yeah. The other piece is I buy a lot in the affordable housing mm -hmm. space, right? And so, you know, we get a lot of subsidized rents in my portfolio and I strategically did that because God gave me the vision to invest in commercial multifamily in the height of the pandemic. It was like June, right? June 20th, 2020, he gave me the vision on Father's Day. And so strategically, I started pursuing opportunities to where I knew I could cover myself with subsidized rents and at least have a majority, if not all of my portfolio. Initially, is that is my backbone to stand on and then build from there. Um, AKA section eight. That part. Right, AKA the government is not going out of business. AKA that the government is the one printing out the money. So, so let, let, let's talk about your challenge. You talk about, you, you have a five day challenge. Um, let's talk about what people could learn during the five days. And one of the things that I, I like a lot about, you know, your methodology is the fact that uh, you teach about remote investing, right? Um, and the reason why I like it, and I mean, insiders, I know y'all gonna like this as well, because a lot of our uh, insiders uh, who watch the show um, have jobs um, or, you know, potentially have a side hustle or they're entrepreneurs who are working in their business so that they, they, ha they, don't, they, they don't have a lot of time, um, but they're, they're trying to figure it out, right? They got a lot of income coming in. They're trying to figure out how do I build this well? Um, and, and you, and you have a methodology that helps them, um, create a system around investing in real estate, but they, but they, they they're doing it remotely. Talk to us about that. hundred percent. So I live in Orlando. I moved to Orlando from Detroit 13 years ago now. So it became a default strategy for me because although I invested in Orlando, I mean, when you look at the returns, it just, you know what I'm saying? Right. The juice don't always justify the squeeze. And so. For those reasons, I'm like, you gotta be from Detroit. You got all them slick sayings. <laughs> <laughs> the juice don't justify the squeeze. How you do anything? How you do everything? Yes, you know what I'm saying? saying? <laughs> so, 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 you know, I, I had to figure out how to make it work so that I wasn't relegated to the looks that my market was giving me, but putting myself in the most advantageous spot where the best looks work. Yeah, and so you know, we figured it out. And once we figured it out, we started sharing it with the world, yeah. no pun intended. Like we got students in three different countries that been able to adopt our remote processes and and do business without ever even coming to the States. Wow. And so um, it's just a phenomenal tool because, you know, for those that want to retire, as you mentioned, you know, if you got 10, 12 hours a week, cumulatively. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise, and with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Right, you can really start to build you a six- and seven-figure business by being able to, because remote is oftentimes associated with doing it from afar, which is some truth to that. Right. But the way in which we structure our remote process is essentially having somebody on your team that replicates your efforts in your absence. So now by having that liaison in between and they're dealing with the day-to-day, that gives you the opportunity to do the two things that, that, that are most important to any investor, underwriting and finding deals and lining up the capital. Mm. Right. So if you can focus on those things while they focus on and I don't want to call it menial because it's important. Right. But but more of the the minutiae, I will call um, then then that allows you to still run your stable thing, whatever that is, your day to day while growing this thing in tandem with it until eventually that thing overthrows that thing. And then you win. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. I love it. And, and so now, you know, they get they get an opportunity to spend five days with you for sure um, as you, you know, kind of teach them. Um, how to get in the game. So, like, what are, you know, talk, talk to me about, man, this five-day challenge. I, like, I could give you day by day if you want me. Let's go. Let's do so, it. So, day one, we teach them the difference between traditional and remote investing, mm-hmm. right? How they could really turn the volume up with the remote strategy. And then day two, we teach them the seven-figure formula, right? Everybody want to know how to become a millionaire. I show them how to do it in some simple steps in 12 months, mm-hmm. okay? Day three, we teach them about the psychology of becoming an OPM magnet, right? Because raising capital is not just putting opportunities in front of people. It's psychology built into that whole process, Mm -hmm. right? And so we take them through that process. And then on day four, we we show them the time freedom cash flow formula, how to essentially buy their time back through real estate investing. And then day five, we we bring it all together and give them a customized investment plan because everybody goals are unique to them. So it shouldn't be one size fit all, right? right? And so we pull it all together on day five. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal to add. Each day they get to ask me questions in VIP for one hour mm. before we get into the, the the class session. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, you know, there's no surprise, but I'm I'm a big fan of the challenge model. I think that uh, now more than ever, uh, it's important that people get to know who they're investing their time with and their money. Right. Um, when you you know, there's a lot of especially in this financial education space, um, especially in this 
uh, these times, right, where uh, people are panicking, people are trying to figure things out. You know, AI is taking over 300 million jobs and, you know, then people don't know what's, you know, what's happening. Um, you know, they are, uh, you know, in panic mode and they're looking for people to teach them. Um, you know, sometimes doing a, a, a free webinar, um, you know, that at the end they're going to sell you something may not be enough time for you to really get to feel and know who this person is. Um, but having the opportunity to spend five days with somebody, having the opportunity to, uh, you know, you know, uh, ask them questions and uh, get advice tailored specifically to you, um, you know, also gives you this 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 idea of, um, you know, now I know who this person is because you cannot fake for five days. Right. You know who the person is, you know. What, what information you're getting. And then that way, uh, when it's time to uh, potentially work with this person, you you already know, you know, sort of like what you're getting. Right. So I, so I, I love, I love that model in, in these times. Um, what is, you know, how to like, like, like with, with all the ups and downs you've had in your life, I'm sure even as a successful businessman, there's still ups and downs that happen. Um, what is your go-to mechanism to coping with or overcoming any obstacles that come in your way? Prayer, bro. Mm. Prayer. Yeah. Like, God blessed me with phenomenal people in my third. Yeah. Right? It's so important to have, especially when you high capacity, that you got other high capacity people around you that that believe in something beyond themselves that that can that can come around and, and pick you up in those moments. Yeah. And, and iron sharpens iron, right? And so in, in one vein, they may be picking you up. The next vein, you're picking them up. But but that's that's what that looks like. You know what I mean? That's the ecosystem of staying healthy, in my humble opinion. But a lot of prayer and a lot of a lot of a lot of um, just just trying to stay centered. Yeah. Every day, though, literally yeah. like, it's, yeah. you know what it is like from the time I wake up, I'm fighting to stay centered Facts. before the scrap start, Facts. because that's what's coming yeah. for the day. Yeah. Right. And then you and then you repeat the cycle. And so for me, I just try to stay as close to him as possible, particularly because he. He the one that gave me a purpose for my life. Yeah. So I just keep trying to seek him and stay aligned with that. So I'm working on the right things in the right seasons because yeah. I'm tired of duo. I'd have been rich and miserable. You know what I'm saying? Like I like I I, I want everything that come along with what he got planned for my life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah, and I love that because I feel like um, you know, when you think about business, like I like I've I've had, you know, um I, I I've had spaces in my life where um I didn't have money, but I was happy. Then I had spaces where I had a lot of money, but I wasn't happy. Then I had spaces where I had money and I was happy. Then I had spaces where I didn't have money and I wasn't happy. Right. So that, so so like in realizing all of the different ebbs and flows of life, um, of business, of just, you know, trying to just uh uh survive and thrive on a day-to-day basis, um, I, you know, my goal every day as well is to stay uh, as close to the middle as possible. For sure. Right. Because if you get too high, that fall is going to hurt. And if you get too low, the air down there is going to suffocate you. Right. And so you want to be able to stay in the middle where you could breathe, where you could, you know, you know, you know that anything that happens is God's will. And so there, there isn't this level of, uh, anxiety. There isn't this level of depression. There isn't this level of trying to figure things out because you're starting the day, um, you know, on the right balance, right? You're starting the, the day knowing that, you know, trusting like, I, right, whatever it is, it is. But also again, you know, staying, you know, staying towards that middle to, to, you know, to make sure uh, that you can enjoy the fruits of your labor, right? Uh, because look, abundance is your birthright. And so, if abundance is your birthright, uh, you shouldn't have abundance and not be able to enjoy it, right? And so we think about the different strategies that you have from, um, you know, f- uh, you know, fix and flip, wholesaling, commercial. Uh, you know, what strategy are you teaching during the five-day challenge and, and why? So I, I, I actually teach them active and passive strategies. Mm-hmm. And the reason is because on day five, when we build out their, custom invest- their customized investment model, they need to know. 
Yeah. Right. And so I'm giving them as many tools to have in their tool belt so they can build it the right way. So we we teaching them about active and passive strategy. And, and, and break that down for me, right? Because you know when when I when I hear uh, active, right? When I hear passive, um, you know, I understand it as you know, one is you're 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 in it, right? You're working hard. Um, passive is you know you put the systems together and. And 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 the money's coming, you know, to you, right? Um, I mean, both have their advantages, disadvantages, nuances. But when you say active, what is like paint that picture for for me? What does that look like? for sure? So active will be like flipping and wholesaling, mm. right? And it's active because once you go produce that check, you're out of business again, right? Pipeline is key in real estate investing, especially when you got active because there's no residual to that. Yeah. Right. So you go make a hundred grand, you can't stare at the trophy for long because you got to go figure out how to go do that again. Yeah. Uh, whereas passive is you make the investment once. So essentially, you know, cash flow is synonymous with passive. Yeah. So, you know, you, you buy the property one time, you make the investment once, the tenant continues to pay you over time. Got it. Yeah. So that that's the, I would say that's the easiest distinction. Yeah. And, and, and so, and so would you say, that a healthy portfolio is a portfolio that has both, or um, is it up to the person to choose which direction they want to go? It's interesting. I um, I think the end game for everybody should be cash flow because that's wealth. Yeah. The rest of it is, I mean, you make a lot of money. I made a lot of money doing active income. Yeah, but at, at the end of the day, the banks ain't that thrilled about that mm. because you're not holding assets on your balance sheet. Right. 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 And so I, I don't think it's a right or wrong. I think it's a yes. And but I certainly think for everybody, the pinnacle is cash flow, because that's that's where re that's where wealth really resides. Yeah. 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 So ultimately, like even if you come into the game uh, active, right, flipping, flipping houses and, you know, kind of like, you know, uh, being a wholesale, be, you know, being the middle person. Ultimately, you want to you want to hold assets. You want to buy and hold. You want to have the tenants and. And kind of build from there. Um, what what what's the what's the what does the future look like for Brian? Like like when it's all said and done, what are you what are you looking to do, and 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 where are you looking to take this this uh, real estate empire? Hotel twenty twenty four. Yeah, yeah. I um, oh, that's that's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, my my father was a doorman at a hotel back in the seventies. Right. And um, every time I go to the restaurant downtown Detroit that's inside of that hotel, it reminds me of that. The restaurant that he probably never ate it. Wow. Right. And so, you know, God and gave me this much runway. So why stop now? Right. Right. And and, and, and what's the um, is it is it different? Like like is it different buying a hotel uh, than buying a commercial property? Like how do you like like what's the what's the nuances and structuring those deals yeah i mean so the underwriting process is different yeah right and and, and in truth i haven't even started the education aspect of mm -hmm. it yet right so i got four moves desire education practitioner expert you do that in any industry in that order you're going to be successful so i got the desire yeah by you know later this year i'll start the the education aspect and then i'll be swinging in 2024 on the pra on the practitioner. Faith Without Works is dead. Bye. I just yeah. got to get the play and I'm going to go run it. Yeah. And I never take for granted at any point, even after I've been doing single family for 14 years, when I got into commercial multifamily, I wouldn't have got a mentor. Mm. Like, I, I never take for granted that I know more than what I know. Yeah. Right? And so I'm, I already got a mentor who's in that space. And so I told him earlier this year, I said, it's, it's on the radar. Yeah. He was like, I'm, I'm waiting on you. Oh. So, you know, I'm really just focusing on our students right now. I've been having a lot of fun with this challenge mm -hmm. and just seeing the breakthroughs for people. And um, I stopped buying. I was going to buy another 100 commercial multifamily units this year, but I pulled back for that reason because I really I really got the appetite for hotel next year. And I want to make I want to create some margin so that I could really focus on that. Yeah, no, I love that. And then like, you know, like like just real estate in itself, you know, like 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 again, I know that there is different you know, like, like nuances and, uh, different ways that, you know, somebody could, could, could get into, you know, get into real estate. Uh, when you think about, um, from like a legacy perspective, right. And, 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 you know, you talk about mentorship, um, you talk about, you know, um, um, you, you know, learning, right. Um, and the mentor you, you chose 
was the mentor that helped you get to where you are right now? Um, is the mentor that's helping uh, you, your wife, you know, your daughter, right? Like, because inadvertently, you know, what they teach you, you're passing that knowledge down. How does one, or, or, or how do you know when you're choosing the right mentor? Like, how do you go about sort of like finding the right person to teach you? For me, do they align with me morally, ethically, and have the semblance of the type of achievements that I probably would want to garner as well? Yep. Th those are the three main ingredients. Yeah. Right? Because it's not just about, it's a ton of people that could teach you a ton of stuff about how to make money. Yeah. But to your point, I've had seasons where I've been rich and miserable. Yeah. So I know that money ain't the answer. I got to be fed and stimulated on other levels and I want to be around people that I can identify on those other levels with. Yeah. Because that exists. That package exists. You just got to find it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Have you have you ever have you ever invested in a in a in a wrong mentor? Ah, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I have. Well, what were some of the, like the red flags? Just didn't align ethically. Yeah. You know, um and just their energy and their movement. Yeah. Right. And so so you so you get in the tactics and the strategies, but but it's just something that's that's off. Yeah. Right. And and when you and it, you got to be careful of what you consume because it can consume you, you know. And so um, I'm just sensitive to that. Yeah. And when I see it, I just when you've been through enough, you just kind of I'd rather just wait on him to show me what's right instead of just doing something was wrong because that's what's in front of. Me. Yeah. 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 Not 100 percent. And so like. You know, five day challenge again. We want you want them to come. Uh, you know, spend five days with you. Uh, we'll have a link to the in the description where you can tap in. I think it's uh, iflipthevault.com. We got a special offer for you. Um, so definitely uh, uh, tap in uh, below. But when you think about the five day challenge, um, what is you know you know what is the one promise or what is like what will anybody join in that five day challenge? What are they, what are they getting out of it once they once they done? Who do they who do they become? So we've had people who restored their marriages through our program. Wow. We've had people Huge. who in their 40s been battling with strongholds that, that uh -huh. they gotten on the other side of. Wow. Like, like it's, it, bro, it's, 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 it's bigger than real estate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, because I'd be doing everybody a disservice if I only showed them the X's and O's. Right. And I got a lot of practical application, and much of which is, is based off of biblical principles that just work. Yeah. And, and when you apply them, they, they just work. work yeah. You know what I mean? And it's no prerequisite. No, you know what I mean? You don't have to have a certain belief system or whatever. Yeah. But, but I don't shy away from my content either because right. I know what works. Right. And so for those reasons, you know, he do he do, he does what he does. You wow. know, when you show up fully present as a vessel right. and they getting fed real estate, learning how to get the yeah, bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 it's, it's teaching them who they need to become to number one, even be prepared to get the bag right. and then sustain and grow it after you get right. it. Right. Right. Be fruitful and multiply. Like, I think that's the biggest thing, right? Like we see, you know, especially in our community, we think about, uh, you know, when they talk about, you know, uh, $1.3 trillion that come through, you know, the our hands and that if we were our own nation, uh, you you know, we would be, the you know, one of the top 10 nations by themselves, just our community. If you extracted us, um, so when we when we when we hear stats like that, when we hear that, you know, by 2056, the, the average net worth of the black family will be at zero. Right. And, and and you know, there's a lot of us going in the right direction, but there's still so much room when we hear these stats. Uh, it makes us just kind of wonder, like, man, like it's not just about getting the bag. Right. Because because a lot of us know how to do that. Um how do you keep it? How do you maintain it? How do you stretch it? How do you, um, you know, be fruitful, but how do you multiply, you know? Absolutely. And so I think that's it. That's important as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I was at TD Jake's event and he mentioned that. Yeah. About the, the median income going to zero. Yeah. Right. In the black community. That's, that's a scary statistic. Yeah. And that's not a lot of time. Like at 20, like what you said, 2050, that sound like a long way. Right. Oh, that's, that's around the corner. Though, yeah. In our yeah. world. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think and I, you know, again, I think it's just a matter of um, shying away from the ideology that we need to look a certain way. Right. Because we're, you know, we're spending money um, 
to look a certain way. Uh, and that's where most of our wealth is going, is going to uh, desire clothes, luxury, uh, is going to um, alcohol and uh, food consumption. So there's a lot of our money that's just being, um, that's leaving our community where they say the average, uh, you know, average dollar stays about six hours in our community. I mean, think about it. We get the bag to pay the people to give us the stuff to make it look like we got the bag, exactly. but now they got the bag. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's, you know. Exactly. I, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I like what I like. Right. Well, it's right. But, but it's, but it's have your assets pay for your liability. Exactly. And I think, I think that's the biggest thing, right? So we, we talk about that. And I think people don't realize like when people who teach finance tell you don't, uh, spend money on things it's not saying don't spend money on things at all it's saying don't spend your active income on things right like if you have to physically work hard for something um regardless of how you had to work or how hard you had to work or how much you could you could be making a million dollars a day you still should not be if you're working for that million dollars you still you still should not um be using that money to buy things. You should be investing that that million dollars or whatever it is. It could be a thousand dollars, whatever it is. You should be investing that money, and then from that investment, as that investment is paying you back dividends, you. I mean, you know, if you're smart, you're gonna reinvest, right? But it's okay if a portion of that money is being extracted, you know, as a way to down, you know enjoy right like like you have your cake eat it right it's it's just giving you uh giving you that access um and so you know as somebody who's you know been been through again ups and downs different different adversities are uh, there somebody watching right now uh who may be going through adversity who may be um trying to figure out you know how do they get to the next level uh what advice are you giving to that person who is is just just they're at the break they're trying to get to that next level but life just keep life in, right? Like what, 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 you know, what, what advice do you have for that person? So, so literally on, uh, during our challenge, a lady who recently, she, she had to step away from her career of 20 years. Um, she's in, in a bad way financially and she just feels like investing in real estate is impossible. Mm. Right. And she asked me, what should she do? And I said, well, the first thing that you got to do is ask yourself the question, do you really feel like it's impossible? Because if you really feel that it's impossible, then it won't be. Wow. So, so the first thing we have to do is allow ourselves to the, the freedom of thinking beyond our current set of circumstances, right? I think a lot of times back to the suffocation conversation you were having, we, 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 we get crushed by the weight of our current set of circumstances that it inhibits us to think beyond it. And you got to be able to think beyond it to get out of it. Wow. Right. And so the first thing I would tell them is just get clear about what you want your life to look like. Mm. Don't 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 let this snapshot dictate what the whole portrait could be. And so and so first think beyond your set of circumstances. And after you do that, then you got to start taking actionable steps like nobody gets to play victim in this world. Mm. It just don't work like that. Yeah. Right. And so if you're somebody of faith, I, I, I highly recommend you pray. But then you got to get to work because the words say faith without works is dead. Right. And you're not going to think your way to success. It's just not going to happen. And you ain't going to worry your way to success. You ain't going to complain your way to success. And so you got to start counteracting whatever situation that you're currently in and taking actionable steps in the right direction with the right wise counsel right. to get you closer to the goal. Right. Right. No, I love it. I love it. Um, take me back, man. With everything that you've been through now, everything that you know, um, what advice are you giving to 18-year-old Brian? Uh, everything you think is important really ain't. Yeah. It's like, you know, you know what you want to do. Go start finding those people. I think a lot of time we come from the hood and it's this, it's this unwritten rule of everybody got to stay together. Yeah. But if everybody ain't going to the same place, then how we all going to stay together and get that? And that ain't, that ain't no loss of love for nobody. That's, it's, it's just, it's a fact right. from your point. Right. And the sooner that we can stop, we can start breaking down these constructs that, that we've been fed is 
as children, just more program, more programming and understand how the real world work and understand how real life work. Uh, and that's why proximity is so key, because if you around everybody and they all under that same doctrine, then how do you ever know something different? Okay. And so as soon as you get an inkling that you know what you want to do, start doing research, take the responsibility and ownership of finding those people that's doing those things and start getting in those rooms with those folks and you will start doing the things that they do. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. Yeah. And I think that more than ever, I, th- I, you know, I, you know, I believe that our community is waking up um, to the fact that um, mentorship is important. Um, education is important. And it's not just traditional education, right? We, um, you know, drank the Kool-Aid uh, and just believe that, you know, go go to school, right? Pay all this money. And that's the way to success. But when you like really dig deep and you really look at everybody who's gone to school, they're not the ones that have the massive success, right? Most like most of the entrepreneurs you look up to did not go to college, right? They dropped out. They did something and I'm not advocating dropping out. But I'm saying that if you just look at it, uh, college isn't a prerequisite for success as an entrepreneur. Mentorship is, though. Right. Mentorship is a prerequisite because most people that I know that have been successful um, have had mentors. Uh, their, their, their mentors have shown them, have, uh, you know, helped them, uh, you know, from making making mistakes, uh, have, has shown them how to move, has shown them um, what to do, what not to do, how to fast track, you know, their their success. And so uh, mentorship is super duper important. If y'all, listen, y'all need to spend five days with Brian. He is going to give you the blueprint to how to create active and passive income through real estate. And while you're at it, you know, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to add some spiritual elements in it, right? That's going, that's, that's really going to get you to the next level. So I need y'all look, hit the link below, uh, you know, tap in or go to iflipthevault.com. We got a special offer. You know, you know, I encourage you uh, to do VIP uh, because, you know, as you know, uh, when you do VIP, you get a, you get an opportunity to actually speak to him. Um, and, and that way he can kind of give you specific guidance, not like general. Right. If you get general admission, you're still in the room. Right. So still proximity. So we so so it's it's it, it, no no love loss. Right. To our general admission folks. But, you know, VIP says what it is. Right. VIP. You know, you you are getting, you know, access um, to be able to ask those questions. And and now you're not getting general advice. You're getting specific advice that, you know, allows people to really kind of, you know, kind of build and and get to that next level. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Brian. uh, Any last words for our insiders before we wrap up? I I just want to piggyback a thought that you just made. Yeah. Like. The poor and the middle class stop investing in themselves after college. The rich and the wealthy invest more after college. Because if you can pay somebody to teach you how to go get a job, then you don't think you need to pay somebody to teach you how to get rich who's already done it? Mm -hmm. I just end on that. Mm, That's it. Look, dropping a mic, Yo, if, if, if people want to connect with you, uh, where can they find you? They can find me, man. Uh, YouTube, Brian Adamson Real Estate, Brian Adamson Official on Instagram, and I think that's Brian Adamson Official everywhere else. All right, y'all. Listen, we are closing out the vault. Another awesome episode of Inside the Vault with Ash Cash. Make sure you join the five-day challenge. iflipthevault.com. Spend five days with Brian. Brian's going to give you the plays and get you to that next level. Uh, make sure you visit us inside the vault show.com. You know, like, subscribe, rate. You can do all that stuff on the website. Follow us on all social media platforms at Inside the Vault. Me, I am Ash Cash. Make sure you visit me, I am Ashcash.com. Follow me on all social media platforms at I am Ash Cat. And make sure you join the abundance community. I'm telling you, we got a lot of things. We just started the Abundance Fit Club. We got abundance coaches. We got, yo, we got a lot. Abundance couples coming soon. So we got a lot going on in the abundance community. But most importantly, we got behind the scenes, right? The, you know, Brian got gems that he didn't even say on this show that you're going to see behind the scenes. We got episodes that didn't even drop yet that you can actually watch on 
the Abundance Community. So go to AbundanceCommunity.org. Join us. Become a member. Um, and, you know, we'll see you next time. Same time, right? Same place. But guess what? In God's will. All right, y'all. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.